Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Wednesday Q&A. I'm Eric Griffin, president of ITM Trading. With me, I have Lynette Zhang, our chief market analyst. For those of you who don't know or are tuning in for the first time, you submit your questions to us via email to questions at itmtrading.com. Put them up here on the screen. We ask them live so you get a true, spontaneous, organic response. Roderick R. asks, Okay. <clears throat> is the dollar currency over? How important is forward guidance in terms of the Fed? Okay, those are two questions, so let's take them one at a time. Uh, the dollar currency is not over <laughs> yet, but it is at the end. And what we're seeing in, happening in the Bank of England, which is an issue around credibility, uh, really they, they started raising rates a little bit before we did, and so they raised them until they broke something and their credibility is in jeopardy. We are, the Fed is absolutely committed to raising rents, raising rents. Yeah, they want that too. No, <laughs> raising rates. Uh, so they'll do it until something breaks and then they're going to have to have a pivot. And then that takes us into the next piece, which is how important is forward guidance in terms of the Fed? And, you know, it was extraordinarily important since 2008. That's when they really started using it deeply as a tool. They kind of gave, they, they did, they gave that away a few months ago, several months ago. Uh, so the markets don't really trust their forward guidance. I mean, it's like the Fed and the government, and actually, let me just, broaden that out. The central banks and the various governments, they have their 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 feet on right to the floor on the brake and on the gas at the same time. And they're creating a whole lot of uncertainty, which markets don't like uncertainty. So how important is forward guidance? Um, it was a key tool. I'm not so sure that it's still that key tool because what they're also doing right now is trying to get their credibility back, which makes them really dangerous. I did a whole piece on, we have just entered a new phase. So it was more important than it, than it is. It's the credibility piece that's really a problem, Roderick. Well, and, you know, the Fed, the problem with the Fed or mainstream media or any of that kind of nonsense is just you're listening to perception management. It's, it's mm -hmm. all just trying yeah. to get you to believe in whatever it is they want us to believe in versus really telling you the truth about what's really going on. So right. it, it's tough when, I mean, I don't really listen to anything the Fed says and go and try to make decisions based upon that. No, I know you, you don't. know, it goes to my, it goes back to my father, do what I say and not what I do. And the simple fact of the matter is, is you can listen to what they say, but then watch what they do. And when those two things are are not congruent with each other, then you know they're lying. Then you know 100% it's all about perception management. And we're getting a lot of that. And we'll get a lot more of that. For sure. Uh, okay, so JF asks, are private storage facilities safe? Like Loomis International. Uh, or you any know, or they're, Brinks they're, or... They're, yeah, <laughs> any of those. I mean, yes. But if we're talking about confiscation, if it's, I think they're going to stick to the legal letter of the law. So, you know, I think they are safe to, to a degree, but the reality is, is if you don't hold it, you don't own it. 
So um, they'd be safe until they're not. I had a friend actually ask me if they, this particular person happened to be holding everything in their home and they felt like, okay, this is probably not safe. I I need to get some of it out of here. What do I think? And I kind of said what you said, which is, you know, anything that you, that if the, if the poop hits the fan, you want it to be as close to you as possible because you never know. The owners of the company, the people who work there, that if, you know, all hell was to break loose, you know, are are you going to be able to get to your stuff and you're going to be able to get to it safely? Right. So if you're going to put something in a storage facility, I would definitely have some held back close to you so that, you know. And maybe your first line of defense. And I think it also depends on the storage facility, like a Loomis or a Brinks, what are they primarily going to be holding? They're going to primarily be holding, you know, gold, silver, that kind of thing. If you go to like a different, more private, maybe more local vault, then you could be looking at they they hold data and they hold art and they hold cars. So um, I think a local private vault would, on that regard, would likely be a bit safer because the government is not going to be looking necessarily as closely at them if they hold a well, variety of things. What's funny is, you remember, what, I think it was Beverly Hills, the, the one private storage facility that got raided by the FBI because there was all this criminal activity going through it. Well, no, Somebody brought that up that. to me the other day. <clears throat> yeah, it was a little while ago. I want to say maybe a year or two ago. Okay. Within the last year or two, two years. Yeah, there, there was an FBI raid on a private vault because they were supposedly, I guess, dealing in a lot of different uh, illegal activities. So uh, ah, everybody's okay. safe deposit box then became under scrutiny. So, oh, well, that, that wouldn't be good. That would not <laughs> no. be good. No. <laughs> no. So I think there's risks, pros no and cons to both, right? No matter what you do to right? everything, but, yeah. But uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of states don't actually have private vaults, too, so... You kind of got to look at all your options and kind of make the best decision for you. Right. I mean, both of us keep ours in private vaults off-site from our homes because we have visibility. Uh, because of what we do. People know that we have gold and silver, and I don't keep it close to me at all. And, right. And she doesn't either. Nope. But if you're an individual and no one knows you have gold and silver, then, you know, you can hide it. There's a lot of things that you can do to keep it safe as long, yeah. as, as, long as nobody knows you have it. Yeah, and we have a little one sheet that we put together a, a long time ago with some Edgar, ideas. Do we, have a one, do we have that one sheet, and do you have access to it? Since when? Okay, I just saw it the other day when I was doing some research in my stuff. So if you remind me, Edgar, I'll, I'll pull that and um, send it to you, and you can get it to the consultants. Well, we can do just put a... Do that? We probably have. I'm sure you have it. I'm 100% I've, sure. I think we have probably it. have it on the blog. So if we could find it on the blog and then put a link in the description, that's going to be the best thing. Okay. I'm, I know you've created it. I just didn't know if Edgar had access to it because it's been a while since we did that. I, I just it saw that. It had to have been like five, six years that we created that. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. So we'll, we'll try to. But I just, when, when I was in doing research for. <clears throat> For the um, event that I just did last weekend. You saw it? Yeah, I saw it. In paper form on, or online? No, no. In, in my folders. Okay. All right, we'll grab that for him, and in the meantime, I'll try to find it on the blog and see if okay. 
see if we can't put a link. Yeah, we'll get that link up there because there are a lot of ways for you to be very creative, kick plates and things like that. All right, so Mergian F asks, if the Swiss bank defaults, if the Swiss banks default, will it be worse than Lehman? Uh, probably not, primarily because we know they're in, in deep trouble and Lehman was a surprise that they didn't get bailed out. So Lehman was like a, like a black swan event. And I can tell you, because I was watching it closely since that's my alma mater, that's where I was a stockbroker. You know, I mean, I was watching it really closely and I, it was hard for me to imagine that they would let them go out. Right. And they did. So uh, I think that it won't be because everybody is more familiar with the problems that they're having. The real challenge, though, is, is that all of the banks are interconnected with derivatives. And that's really what the problem is. If the Swiss banks default, what kind of derivative event is that going to trigger? And will it be small enough to hide or too big to hide? So... I'm going to do a piece on, uh, I think it's time for us to go back and visit the derivatives and the bail-in and all of that. So I'm going to be doing that very shortly. So it sounds like you think it could go either way. It could be worse than Lehman might not. It just depends on if there's a derivative event and if there's a chain reaction to all the other banks. And are they getting, you know, are they, are they putting things in place right now so that, um, that they can temper what's happening because they're anticipating it where Lehman wasn't really anticipated. So that was a black swan event. And this is not going to be a black swan event because everybody's talking about it, Got it just for that reason alone. But uh, what's coming up is definitely going to be without any doubt in my mind at all, way worse than 2008. 2008 was just a warning. Now, who's taking heed? I took heed. Right? You took heed. I hope you took heed. Um, and, yeah. you know, and, and got yourself into a position where it doesn't matter. It seems like a lot of people agree and are saying that now that 2008, like what's coming, will be much worse oh, yeah. than what 2008 well, was. Because did anything get fixed in 2008? No, they papered over it. They changed the accounting rules. And the issue that imploded in 2008 with the derivatives is a lot bigger today than it was then. So, and that, and a derivative is derived from the price action of something, but you can't convert it into, there's really no recourse. And it's just leverage on top of leverage on top of leverage on top of leverage. And it's further integrated throughout the system. The derivatives are further integrated throughout the whole system. So, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it, it. And, and what are they going to do? They've already used up their balance sheet and they've, they've really begun to use up their credibility. I cannot even tell you how significant what's happening in England is because that's an advanced economy a central bank that has used up its credibility. And this is a con game. So credibility is everything. That's why I was so freaked out when they gave up credibility several months ago 
by using their forward guidance, to your point, by using their forward guidance to say 50 basis points, 50 basis points, 50 basis points, and then boom, 75 basis points. So the market knows 100% that they can't go by what the central banks say. But the central banks are fighting to get that credibility back. I mean, was I not blown away when they gave it up so easily? And I said, well, you know, it must mean that systemically there's something much worse going on in order for them to give up that key tool, right? So in order to get it back, what are they doing? They're like, it doesn't matter, darn the torpedoes. We're going to keep going in this direction, even though we admit that it's not going to tame inflation. And hey, the PPI report came out shockingly hotter than what was anticipated. Have they gotten it right yet? Every single time. Tomorrow we'll have the CPI data, you know, and that's probably going to be hotter than they anticipated or they'll juggle this or they'll juggle that you know, to make it look okay when the things that we use all the time, do you have to buy a new laptop? You probably bought one within the last two years if you had to work from home, et cetera. And so that's what's deflating, but food isn't deflating and gas prices are back up again. You well, know, OPEC just said that they want to cut 2 million barrels of production right. to keep prices up, so. And, you know, I, I just... Oh, I guess that's not coming out until, when's the pegging one coming out? Is that next Thursday? Yep. Okay, so you totally, 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 totally need to watch the piece that I just did on currency pegs and how they are breaking. Because this is off the top of my head, but you'll see the data if you watch this piece. I think there's something like uh, seven or nine um, Middle Eastern oil producing countries whose currencies are pegged or tied directly to the dollar. And they've already been looking at doing business in yuan, which is away from the dollar, which means that we're losing the petrodollar, right? So we're being pretty darn arrogant by not wanting to increase our oil production. We just want them to increase theirs or at least not decrease it at this level. And we're going, you bad people, oh. And it said, oh, that could that could backfire on Saudi Arabia. Guess what? That could easily backfire on the US if you had all of those oil producing nations depeg from the US dollar. I mean to tell you, poke that bear, why don't you? I, I'm, I, you know, I've been saying this for a while, quietly, but I'm starting to say it more loudly now, that when I look at the behavior between the central banks and the governments, and not just here, but everywhere, um, looks like they're pushing into the next crisis, that they are intentionally creating it. We got 2023 coming up in just a couple months, right? What happens in 2023? The rest of the transfer from the LIBOR that interest rate benchmark that shockingly was discovered that it was being manipulated, who knew, right? Into the new one they created, the SOFR, they had to force a relative adoption, but you still have all of those contracts that have to convert in 2023 in a couple of months. 
They couldn't do it on the test. And they can't do it now. We need a huge crisis to justify them not doing it or to look over here, misdirection, instead of over here. I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. I can't prove that. But God, I mean, markets want certainty. Putting your foot on the brake and the gas at the same time, uh, that does not create that market certainty, does it? Nope. I'm sorry, but this is significant. This is significant. <clears throat> Definitely fired up. Well, you know, there have That's been good. a lot of things that have happened lately that have really do have me fired up. For sure. And this next iteration of money also, I mean, oh my God. You know, four functions of money, a tool of measure, a tool of barter, a tool to make sure you get fairly paid for your labor, and a tool of long store, long uh, value storage so that no matter when you use that money, you're always fairly paid for your labor. Well, I can't tell you because I couldn't find it when they took one of those off the long-term value. It's more accurate because by design, the dollar loses that value over time, right? So yeah, let's just, let's just quietly eliminate that. But with the advent of the CBDCs, oh my God, they've taken away your ability to get fairly paid for your labor because that money hits that account into negative rates, which means... It's not, at least inflation is invisible. This is not going to be invisible. So all money is about to become is a tool of measure and a tool of barter. Kiss it. I Yes, I'm very upset about it. I'm really upset about it. And you should be upset about it too. Yeah, CBDCs. Oh. No. Oh. All right, so Troy O. asks, what do you think about having the same amount of savings in the bank as the amount of debt you hold at the bank? Well, I think that everybody's got to do whatever it is that they are comfortable with doing. Um, I personally don't hold, well, I don't, I don't really have a lot of debt, but if you're talking about, say, mortgage debt or something like that, there is a better strategy so that you're actually repaying that debt at a lower level because gold is down here. And the strong dollar <laughs> is it still has some purchasing power value in there. So if your thought is, well, then you can just pay off your debt, you know, really that is a possibility. But if you allow gold to do its full job as they need it to do when they do that overnight reset, then you're repaying that debt with dollars that have a whole lot less value than the ones in the bank do right now. Does that make sense? Uh, I was reading a live question, so I didn't catch what your response to that question was. So I can't say if it did or not. Can you let Can you <laughs> let Edgar know if that made sense, or if I need to explain it a little differently? I would really appreciate that. I think you, you've answered this question before, and it's always you know for you it's. You have the right amount of gold over here, right? Sitting to in, balance out sitting over any here debt. so that you can use that to pay off the debt so that when gold rises, you can convert to, you know, the more fiat, dollars right? to pay off the debt and make it cheaper. Versus if you had it in dollars and 
the debts in dollars, it's there's a parity. It's never going to change, right? Um, well, it will once they insert CBDCs. Right. So, but then you'll be subject to <clears throat> negative rates. Principally, though, dollar right. dollar over here, dollar over here. It's the same. And and Lynette's strategy is gold goes up, pay the dollar, convert it to dollars. You have more dollars, and then pay off the debt. Right. But then you end up with more gold. Yeah, and you still have more gold. And you still have more gold. All right, so live questions. What happens, AA asks, what happens with Credit Suisse and other banks if England stops its bond buying program? I, might, I imagine they might be directly affected. Well, what we're also seeing, yes, okay, but it isn't just Credit Suisse and other banks and the central banks stop buying. Really what we're seeing is a mass exodus from the sovereign debt market on all the key players that never cared about price or interest rates like the commercial banks or other central banks. And they're all leaving that market at once. And they're wondering who's going to step in to be a buyer because the central bank is supposed to be the buyer of last resort, but they can't buy because when they buy, they're creating new money. Right? So that's what I mean by putting their foot on the brakes by raising interest rates at the same time that they're putting their foot on the gas by creating new money to buy these bonds. That is the Fed's worst nightmare is that they are going to be forced to step in and buy the bonds. Now, presumably, I mean, you could see it's very it's almost minuscule the level of bonds that they have so far allowed to just mature and not reinvest that principle. Are they going to be forced to turn around and, and create new money to buy it? Well, that's why the central by the bank of England is, has lost its credibility. So I think ultimately the answer is yes. Once they break something, big enough, you know, then yeah, they're, they're going to be in there. But, uh, I imagine they might be directly affected. Well, yeah, if governments keep issuing all of this debt and nobody's there to buy it, that pushes interest rates up. If the central banks aren't there to suppress them, if the commercial banks aren't buyers anymore, and we did see institutional buyers that have really been leaving that market. We've already seen that, which is kind of a good thing since they're investing your money. I mean, I was kind of impressed that they were doing that, but somebody's going to be left holding the bag and um, it'll be interesting to track what institutional investors uh, are doing moving forward now that, that it's become very obvious that we need other buyers to step into this market to support it because the big players have not. They're leaving en masse at the same time. This is the bomb bubble bursting. It, it is. It's not good. Well, on that note. <laughs> if you haven't already. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's, that's it for the questions today. Okay. Um, but it, And if you want to get a little sense of what this is likely to look like, 
go if you have not yet done it or maybe you haven't done it with family members go back and look at the interview from last week on tuesday and thursday with alejandro from venezuela who came here and thought okay i'm safe i'm in america this can't happen here and he's seeing the same telltale signs yeah uh, but tomorrow super 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 important video on the future of money payments and the cbdc so i'm going to show you what i was just talking about as far as them just reducing money down to just a tool of measure, oh, you get paid 10 bucks, and a tool of barter, okay, I'll swap your 10 bucks for this glass. But no longer can you expect to be fairly paid for your labor, even for an itty-bitty minute of time once they get to institute this. That, that report really scared the crap out of me. And the other thing that I'll say about it, and then I won't, and then we'll move on to the next part, but... Um, is that in this, in, it, it wasn't just that, but you guys know, if you've been watching me for a while, I've been wondering how they're going to justify creating the CBDCs. And this information has been super sketchy. I did see in, a, in one report where they referenced it back to debt. But in this current, these current iteration reports, so the most current ones, based upon you wanting whatever you want to spend. Boom, I want that coat, boom, I get to create the money. So it's based on commerce, it's, it's based on whatever anybody wants to spend. I'm sure that has a lot of value. Don't even have to pay the debt back. Just, just be really clear when they make this transition, this is not gonna fix the problem. It's going to exacerbate it. And yeah. give them total control. Oh, uh, right, without any pri privacy. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe so I can keep bringing you this information. Share, 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 share. Leave a comment. Give, give us a thumbs up because there's not one little teeny-weeny doubt in my mind, but that quite simply, it is time to cover your assets. Big time. Food, water, energy security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, shelter. Please, please, please get it done. And until next we meet, be safe out there. Bye-bye.